Hi, and welcome to the first episode of the D is for Diana podcast. I'm Diana, and we're doing this from Denton, Texas, where I currently live. Uh, I hope to make my podcast a little bit different from the other ones around there, because aside from talking about my knitting, which is probably my favorite thing in the entire world, I'm going to talk about my journey to learn how to cook. And not only is it learning how to cook, I'm trying to cook gluten-free, which I'll explain what that is in a little bit. Um, and then also, um, I kind of wanted to use this as my way of talking about what my New Year's resolutions are going to be this year and keeping my progress with those. Um, I know we've all made those resolutions and some of us have had wonderful success and are still being successful. Some of us have had success for a while and then not so much and then some of us have declared our resolutions and that was as far as we got and I have fit into all those categories on numerous occasions and years um, so um, I wanted to use this to kind of be accountable for some of those things um, and let you know that I'm I'm right there with you uh, so I guess the first thing I want to talk about was my knitting because it is my favorite thing in the entire world um, I've been a nerf a real knitter, and when I say real knitter, somebody who actually knows how to knit and is making things pretty regularly, not just because it's cold and not just because I want a scarf or need a scarf. And those people are real knitters too, um, but I mean, I'm a serious knitter. Knitter with a K, capital K, as uh, Stephanie Pearl McPhee would say. Um, I've been doing that for about two years. Um, I graduated from college in 2006, and I had all this free time on my hand. I went from being full-time student, full-time employee at a bookstore, and I was, was also a theater major, so I was doing shows at the same time, and I went from all of that to just working at the bookstore full-time, and I just let the knitting take over, and I'm so glad I did because it has been so much fun, and I love it. Um, right now, actually, I have very little on my needles. I am working on a side-slip cloche. Um, from Boutique Next, it's the one that's on the cover, the pretty pink one. I've already made one in pink for myself, um, but my sister saw it and she said, I want one too, and I want it in red. So I said, okay, I can do that. I have red yarn. Um, I'm using the leftovers I am knitting from my stash. Uh, these are the leftovers from my February Lady Sweater that I also recently finished. Um, I finished that for Nanny Swaymo, which is National Knit a Sweater in the month of November. Um, and I, by golly, I met that deadline. Um, the only other thing I have on my needles right now is a, uh, it's called a Rose Red. It's by Isolde Teague. I think I'm saying her name right. If you ever listen to this and I butchered her name, I apologize. I really do. Um, but it's a beautiful hat. Um, I'm knitting it in a white yarn. And I'm also knitting that from Stash. Uh, it's Bernays Soy. And it's in a nice creamy white color and so I'm calling it instead of a rose red I'm calling it a snowy white because I can um, and that hat I'm just kind of knitting because I want to so it'll probably end up being gifted away to somebody I have a very bad habit of just knitting something because I want to knit it and then I give it away I have very few things that I've knitted that I've kept for myself um, which is kind of disappointing I think this year I really realized it's really sad that I don't have a scarf or a hat, and so now I'm knitting all these hats. I just finished a Gretel the first time, which is also by Isolde Teague, and it's beautiful. And not only is it beautiful, I finished that thing so 
fast. I think if I look at, actually I've got my Ravelry thing up right now, my Ravelry projects page. When I look at that, I started that on December 21st, and I finished it December 24th, and I finished it Christmas Eve. And that is really not telling of how quickly I was able to knit that. I started it on December 21st. I started it, and I did just the band, which is just the ribbing. And then I think the next day I was only able to get maybe an inch done time-wise with work and in life, um, but I got that thing done fast. Um, it is so easy, and it does suggest that you cable without a cable needle, and I highly recommend that. If you like to do cables, I I would take the tutorial. It's um, Grumperina has that, um, and I'll put that link in my show notes. Um, I'm writing myself a note for that right now. Yeah, um, even in the pattern it says, go look at this tutorial if you want to learn how to cable without a cable needle, which, since most of the cables are only four stitches wide, it's so easy if it was like a six or seven or eight, nine, you know, a large cable, it would not be easy to do this, but with the two, with the four stitches, it's a cinch, and I consider myself... Um, still a newbie in the knitting world and um, there are still a lot of things that I just look at and go oh yeah right um, and I feel a little bit on the slow side but I think I'm catching up very quickly and so that's all my needles um, I have a lot more but I got it in me this last month to finish things I decided that for part of one of my resolutions for 2009 was that I was gonna have all new projects for knitting um, I've attempted a few projects and that they've just kind of been hanging around the house and they've just got bad mojo. They weren't going well the first try and they weren't going well the second try and I have no desire to work on them and instead of them kind of being evidence of a failure, um, I decided that I every single project that I had on the needles needed to be either finished or frogged by January 1st. Uh, so I'm furiously knitting on those two hats because I want them done by January 1st so I can officially meet that deadline without any problems. Um, this didn't require too much frogging. I was actually surprised myself. I had two shawls that I had started, but they were in the probably only on the 15th or 16th row. So frogging those was easy and wasn't painful at all. It was just, oh, okay. I don't even remember what I was doing with them. I just knew they were supposed to be shawls. Um, the only one that kind of hurt was my tilted duster. Um, I decided I got it in me that I wanted to do a tilted duster this year. And I love you, Noragon. I really admire the way you design. I It's very intellectual and very um, artistic. Um, but, yeah, it's a little crazy. And I know I'm not the only person who's had problems with that particular jacket, much less some of your other patterns. Um, they're beautiful. Uh, it's a little beyond me right now. Um, I, yeah, that was a bad choice. Um, I'd have to say the biggest problem was the yarn I chose, which I'm not going to tell you the yarn I chose because it's a good yarn. I use it for other things and I like it, but it was a bad choice for this project and it definitely hurt me. So I frogged as much as I could 
and then I threw away the rest, which I know is a knitting sin, but there is no way I could, if I had frogged the whole project, there's no way I could have reclaimed that yarn and still liked it. There's no way I would be knitting with that yarn ever again. So, um, I, I just got rid of it. So, that was the only one that was kind of painful. Um, and then I frogged, I think I frogged a pair of fetchings that I didn't, I didn't like how they were turning out. So I just got rid of them. Um, it's like they never happened. And that's the great thing about knitting is you can erase your problems so easily. Um, but yeah, so that's what's going on with my knitting. Um, but I am so, part of the reason why I'm so excited to finish some of these projects is because I am so excited about my new projects. Uh, right now, sitting in my queue is Sylvie, which is this beautiful red coat, which I'm sure many of you have seen from Twist Collective Winter 2008 Edition. It is gorgeous, and slowly, every day, more and more of those coats are getting completed and are showing up online in people's queues. It's a coat. I know it's daunting. I'm from Texas. Normally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even think about knitting a coat. But um, in about six months, I'll be moving up north. I don't know its direction, but I'll, I'll be moving to where there's snow. So a coat is a necessity and, and could be a lot of fun. Um, I'm not allowed to start it until January 1st or until I finish these projects. I think these two hats may not get done until the day of January 1st, which I think is allowed. Um, but I've swatched with my yarn. I'm going to, I ordered, Webbs was having a closeout and I ordered uh, the Cascade 109 limited edition bulky tweed, um, which is really nice. Um, it's a little, it's not the softest thing in the world. I mean, I mean if money was no object, I'd probably be using uh, Plymouth alpaca, grand alpaca that, oh, that stuff is just pure butter in your hands. I'd use that stuff, but Money is, is a concern, and it, I got a really great deal with Webs. I think it was $5 a skein, and I needed a lot because I'm not a small lady. So I need to fit, knit a not small coat. Um, the only thing about this, and this is a warning, um, I got burned with the pictures online do not reflect the actual color. Um, the color online, and I checked literally almost every website to look at this one particular color to make to kind of get a good gauge of where it would be because I knew it could show up a little darker or a little lighter. It was supposed to be a very light blue, and when I received it, it was a very, very purpley dark violet color. Um, I think purple is the best way to describe it. It was not light blue; it was purple. Uh, the good thing is, I like that color. It's not a bad thing. I think it's better that I got yarn that was darker than the color I wanted as opposed to lighter than the color I wanted. And um, I still think it's going to turn out beautiful. Um, I've swatched, like I said before. I am very excited. I actually have not downloaded the pattern yet. I think I'm kind of saving that to so that the second I print it out, I can go. Um, I even, for my Christmas present, I told my husband that this year I wanted a, a Swift and a ball winder because there was no way in heck I was ever going to hand ball 22 skeins of yarn for that coat. I would sooner die 
So I decided this year, not only am I going to knit that coat, I'm going to get a ball winder. And already I'm just like winding skeins of yarn just because I can. My husband watched me do it one day and he goes, I want to, I want to do it. And I told him, no, he couldn't. It was my toy. He got a new computer and I haven't touched it and that's his toy. And I'm just, I'm loving it. Uh, the other projects I'm very excited about have to do with the yarn I just acquired. Um, those of you in the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, have heard of the Woolly U, and every year they have their sale. And I went, and I went with um, a group of women I knit with. They're referred to as the Rock Stars. Um, if you want the full play-by-play of that day and how it went and what everybody got, go listen to my friend Dawn's podcast. She's Knit, uh, knit Naturally is the name of the podcast. Uh, she's Texas Pearl Girl on Ravelry. She's hilarious and that's got just about everybody from our group there and um, yeah, it's great. Um, but I got two sweaters worth of yarn. I'm going to knit a black Molly Ringwald, which is kind of a cap sleeve type shirt and I, I just think it's adorable and I, I really wanted to knit something that was a top that I could wear with other things. I could wear it with a skirt, I could wear it with dress pants. Um, I wanted a dressy knit and so I decided I was going to knit that because it's cute. It'll look good on me and I wanted to knit it in black. And um, I also bought some yarn to knit a Bianca's jacket. Um, that is a really pretty, pretty sweater and I wanted, I need more sweaters for moving and I'm, so I need to knit them. Um, I also bought some sock yarn and some happy feet. I'm going to be learning how to knit socks in 2009. I've had a previous experience with a sock as in I knit one and it went pretty well um, but it's just nothing to write home about and I felt that I needed more experience with decreases and increases and being able to identify it in my knitting. I needed to be able to look at my knitting and know what I did wear and I wasn't at that point yet so I decided to not do socks for a while. But 2009 I'm learning I'm learning and going to knit socks. Plural. Pairs. Finished. They're, it's going to happen. Uh, so I've been buying yarn here and there for that particular project and I've even got one skein that I'm very excited about. I ordered a skein of ruby slippers from Socks That Rock. And it is the most adorable skein of red yarn I've ever seen in my life. It is just too cute. I, you have to go check it out. Um, what else did I get to sale? I got some baby grand alpaca from Plymouth Yarn. And this beautiful mint chocolate chip color. Um, my friend Christine and I were practically drooling over it when we went on a recon mission. And... I, I hadn't got my hopes up about getting it, and then we got there, and we're like, oh, they're not going to have it, you know. And then, oh, they're, they're, Christina found a whole bag full of it. I'm like, oh, oh, give me two, give me two, give me two. And that will be my scarf. I'm going to knit a scarf for myself, and that's going to be my knitted scarf, so that I'm not the only one who has a store-bought scarf, because that just makes me feel bad. Um, oh, and then I bought a skein of yarn. For my other sister, uh, she she saw a different hat than I knit this Christmas, and she wanted one of those too. She's getting a Gretel, and she's getting a gray Gretel. I knit mine uh, yellow. Um, and I'm really proud of myself. Every every bit of yarn that I bought at this sale had a project in mind. It had a very specific project. It had a purpose. 
I didn't just buy to buy, which I, as a person, have a tendency to do. I'm queen of the impulse purchase. You know, I'm queen of, well, I've, you know, I've spent $100. What's $150? Um, yeah. And I didn't do any of that. And so I'm, I'm very proud of myself and I'm very excited because I now have, with another sweater that I'll talk about later, um, I now have four big sweater dash jacket projects worth of yarn ready to go. I've got it. I just have to download the pattern and I'm good. And that makes me very happy. I will not have a shortage of knitting for the next couple of months. Um, that doesn't mean I won't go buy yarn. And it doesn't mean I won't throw a couple extra things in there, but I'm very excited. Um, yeah. Sorry, I had to stop because I had to blow my nose, and I'll probably have to do that again. Um, yes, it is cold and flu season. Uh, so I'm going to talk a little more about my resolutions for 2009. Um, 2008 has been a really crazy year for me for a lot of reasons. I've changed jobs. I've I got married. My husband graduated from college, so it's 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 been quite an eventful year. Um, so aside from knitting wise, you know, knitting new projects in 2009, I just want to I want I want all new mojo for my knitting. Um, I'm and learning how to knit socks. I also want to learn how to do entrelac. Totally, I just look at it and go, huh? And I w I want to learn how to do that. I would like to knit a lady Eleanor later in the year. Um, I'm going to continue knitting for my stash. I don't have a huge stash. I actually have quite a small stash um, compared to most people I've met, most of the women I, I knit with. I have I have a pretty small stash. Um, but I've bought a lot of yarn over the year that is really good quality, beautiful yarn. And so I want to focus on finding projects for those um, instead of just buying because I can. Um, one thing I do do is if I don't know what I'm going to knit with a skein of yarn, um, depending on the yardage, I'll usually just buy two skeins. Uh, just because with two skeins of yarn you can do just about anything. With except for the sweater. Um, I also am going to plan for Christmas very early. Um, this year, I only had two people that I knit for. I knit for one of my mother-in-laws um, because she doesn't, she doesn't really like Christmas presents. She doesn't want us to spend our money on her. So I knew that she would appreciate knitting and so I I made her a beautiful Rivolo scarf and she loved it and so I really want to continue knitting for her and I want to knit for a couple other people for my mother this year for her birthday I made her cowl and she loved it she thought it was beautiful um, so I'm gonna add a few more smaller projects I'm making my sister hats right now just because they say oh that's cool um, my family's now just starting to realize that I'm not a granny knitter, and I say that in quotation marks. Um, I have to remind myself that a lot of people's only involvement with knitting has been with people who just knit scarves or people who knit ugly afghans or sweaters. Um, and so I think they're seeing that that's not what I do. I, I try to knit beautiful things. It may not be their taste, but they're not, you know, they're not the stereotypical bad knitting. Um, so I'm going I'm going to try and work on some knitting presents early so that I don't have that crunch. I wasn't in a crunch this year, but I can see it happening. So I'm I'm trying to prepare. Um, I've already started brainstorming ideas for people that I would originally would have thought 
oh, I'm not going to knit you anything. And so now I'm thinking, oh, you might like this, and I could do it in that color with me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm starting to add to the list, and it's slowly getting out of control. I also would like to try a pair of gloves this year. Not, not fingerless gloves, but actual gloves. And I think I'm, I'm allowed to do that once I've mastered socks, or mastered socks as much as possible. Um, but that's all my, that's my only knitting stuff. I don't have anything else going on with that. I just need to do some more of it, or want to do more of it as it would be. Um, I would say my other, one of my other big resolutions is I want to knit, not knit, I'm sorry, read. I would like to read at least one book a month. Uh, I've, for the last three years of my life, I've worked in a bookstore, and I loved every second of it. It's like being in your own library. The problem is, the list of books that you want to read just gets bigger. Every single day, more books come out, and, you know, every week, you know, with the new, crazy new releases, I see at least three or four that I would like to read. And so, I'm not working in a bookstore right now, so I have a little time to catch up, and I'm going to stay away from the bookstore because I have tons of books at my house that I have not read. Um, I'm actually a really slow reader, uh, but I I really do enjoy reading. The problem is I just don't do it enough. I'm usually knitting or watching television. Um, so yes, that's one thing I would really like to do, and, and that's 12 books. And if I get into a book I really, truly love, it won't take me long to read. It'll take me two days, three days, depending on the book. Um, fiction I can usually read pretty quickly. Nonfiction, depending on the nonfiction, I can read really quickly. I read Escape by Carolyn Jessup in two days because I could not put it down. I just thought it was fascinating. Um, but other books just kind of drag along for me. Um, and I'm just going to say up front, I do not like Twilight. Do not like Twilight. Sorry, Christina. It's ugh. Um, I can, they the women in my group call me a movie and a book snob, but that's okay. I'm comfortable with that. And if you love Twilight, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. I don't like it. So there's nothing wrong with me. That's why there's so many books in the world. That's why there's so many movies in the world because you can't please everybody. And that's my pretend to be optimistic and polite about it thing. Um, my other resolutions for this year have to do with food, which then invariably include my weight. Um, I need to lose some, and I, I need to be more serious about it. Um, I've kind of just let this last year kind of take over myself, and I've just kind of let it all get out of control and get to a point where I'm not comfortable with what it is, and I can't reason it away with stress or um, being ill or medication. It's just all bad habits that I need to change. Um, so I've been, um, I have an elliptical machine, so I need to use it, and that's going to be a big goal for me, is to use it um, for right now, for the first month of January, I want to use it two times a week, um, for at least 15 minutes. Um, I have really bad knees, so using an elliptical machine is torture. Um, I, when I was really good about going to the gym, I used to call my elliptical machine time, you know, I'd do it for like five minutes, just get my heart rate going, and I'd be like, this is my five minutes of hell, because it just hurt. Uh, so I'm going to try to power through and do like 15 minutes twice a week, 
Um, but in addition to that, because I know 15 minutes twice a week on the elliptical machine is not going to do much, um, I'm going to go walking. Um, and that's, I would like to go walking with my husband, and he would also like to lose a little bit of weight. Um, but, you know, the weather is really nice right now, so going outside is pleasant and not heinous. Um, but also, I just need to go walking by myself um, during the day when it's safe. Um, but I'm not the person who can walk around the corner three or you know, three or four times and, you know, oh, it's a mile, so I'm going to go home now. I kind of have to walk somewhere. So I've been kind of mapping out with Google how, you know, how far away is the 7-Eleven from my house and I can walk there and buy a bottle of water and walk back um, and just, just do things like that. Um, and, you know, there's a couple restaurants that aren't too far from our house that I'm like, oh, well, you know, me and my husband could walk there, have dinner, and walk home, and that would be, you know, exercise, and, you know, I, I know what I can't eat there that's not horrible for me. So, just, I'm trying to compile the list of things that have helped me be successful, and do those things. Um, the other thing I did is I, um, I got a bunch of gift cards to Macy's, where my husband and I had our wedding registry. Well, we finished out our registry. I mean, it's all gone. So now it's just, oh, what do we want? And I went and I bought a new food scale. I had an older one, um, but it's kind of, it's not quite big enough for a lot of things. Um, I can put a bowl on top of it, but it's, it still doesn't, it doesn't have a good large surface for measuring things. Um, but I, so I got a new one and it's bigger and it's by Martha Stewart and it's great. And I'm going to measure my food more. Um, when I was very successful, um, I was measuring all the food I ate when I was at home, um, measuring it to know how much the serving was. So if I want, you know, if the serving of chicken is four ounces and I know I'm starving and I have six ounces, I at least know that I'm having six ounces. I know how many calories are in that. And what I found amazing was how so much food on a plate could be so few calories. And that's what I really need to work on. Um, portion control, choosing better foods. Same stuff we've we've all had issues with when it comes to not putting the food in your mouth. Um, the other side of that, which I mentioned earlier, is that I'm learning to cook more things, and I'm learning to cook gluten-free. Uh, a couple months ago, about June or July, I started doing a little research about uh, celiac disease and uh, being gluten-free, and I kind of read the list of symptoms. It was like, wow, I have about almost all of those or a history of all those or people in my family have those and my husband has those and I'm just kind of like, hmm, this, let me find out more. So I kept reading more and more and I talked to my husband and I was like, you know, maybe this is something we should try. And so we started trying to make everything at home gluten-free and making meals that were gluten-free and, um, we did notice a huge difference. Um, I, I would have to say that the biggest difference is that our digestive problems aren't as severe as they used to be. Um, yeah, that's about all I'm going to say about that. Um, but it's a huge difference. And now when we do have um, gluten, you know, if we have a if we have a dinner roll, we're fine. But if I have a big slice of cake, I'm going to be sick. And that's a really good deterrent not to eat a giant piece of cake. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't ask for anything more. Um, a lot of people don't know what gluten is. 
Um, it's actually it's a protein found in wheat and all of its derivatives, rye, barley, etc. Um, and that's what we have a sensitivity to. Um, I do not have celiac disease. My husband does not have celiac disease. Um, and so right now we're just trying to eliminate everything in our house and only cook meals that are gluten-free. Um, when we go out to eat at restaurants, we don't worry about contamination, but we try to we try to choose few foods that are naturally gluten-free, um, which that alone has made a huge difference in um, uh, the way we eat and where we eat. Um, you know, there's no Olive Garden for us. Um, essentially, there is no bread in our diet. Um, I have Fritos a lot, and they're great, um, which is awesome because I love my Mexican food, and if I could not have salsa, I would probably cry. But tostitos and salsa is the best, best thing in the world. Um, but one of the things that a couple people have asked me is like, well, what are some of the things that you know a gluten-free diet can help? Well, here's, I wrote down just a few, and I got this list from the book. Uh, Living Gluten-Free for Dummies, and that's by Dana Korn, and it's a great book. It's really easy to follow if you're thinking about becoming gluten-free or you just want to know more about it. It can help with fatigue, gastrointestinal di distress, which is gas, bloating, diarrhea, heartburn, acid reflux, um, headaches, which I've had migraines since I was 12 years old, and I've noticed that when I have a substantial amount of gluten, I instantly get a headache and it's a bad one. Um, not migraine level, but it's enough that I want to take an Advil or an Aleve. Um, but when I when I steer clear of the gluten, when I'm, when I'm very diligent about not having any gluten, it's uh, my headaches are drastically, drastically reduced. Um, it can help with an inability to concentrate, uh, weight gain or weight loss. Uh, a lot of people who have celiac disease uh, because it's in your intestines, they either have a problem absorbing nutrients so they can't gain any weight, or because they're only getting certain pieces, they're hanging on to everything they've got so they cannot lose any weight. I have not seen any change in my weight, but that's just because I'm also eating candy <laughs> and ice cream. I mean, help with joint, bone, and muscle pain. It can help with depression and respiratory problems. My husband has really bad allergies. And so, um, we, we recently discovered that we're pretty sure he has tonsil stones. And one of the things that they say can help treat tonsil stones that you won't get them as often is uh, a wheat-free diet, which we found hilarious. Um, that's a whole other story. I just kind of stumbled upon that he might have those, and he's going to the doctor soon. Um, but one of the things that's so crazy about celiac disease, not only can it be hereditary, so if you've got it, there's very good chance that someone in your family has it. Um, this is that for every one that, that's diagnosed, every one person who finds out that, yes, they do have celiac disease, 140 people go without being diagnosed. So it means uh, 140 people who have it aren't going to be told they have it. And it takes an average of 10 years to be diagnosed with this disease. It's one of the top 10 undiagnosed diseases in this country, which is just crazy. Um, and that's because because it's in the intestines, it can show up with so many other problems. Um, I just told you the thing, list of things that can be, uh, it can help. Well, I, I don't know how many things are on here, but 
they could give me a pill for each one of those and I could just be miserable for the rest of my life. Uh, so it's kind of nice to know that this is something that could be it. Um, my husband and I have not been tested. I don't intend to be tested for celiac disease. I've just been feeling better and I'm just going to continue that way. Um, the biggest hang up with our gluten-free stuff has been, at least for me, is that I, I want to make things that I made before. I want to make um, my sugar cookies. I want to make um, my pies. And I don't just want to make them taste okay. I want them to taste the same. I want them to be just like the original or better, just gluten-free. And so I've been working really, really hard on my sugar recipe. And I have, I'm looking at my notebook right now. <clears throat> I have five official attempts um, at this and each one of them has failed. Um, they failed at different degrees and I've learned something at each point, but it's just been uh, very interesting. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy and what's been really fun is how much I've been learning about food and science and uh, if you, if you've never seen the show Good Eats on, on uh, the Food Network, go watch it. Um, Alton Brown is hilarious. He's the host and he really approaches food scientifically and really explains things to you. And I just, I love him. He's also very silly and very funny. And he also just, he's also the gentleman who does the commentary for uh, Iron Chef America. Um, but if you want to learn something about cooking, go watch Good Eats. Um, he's very intelligent. And the thing I would have to say, I love about him the most is that he does not dumb it down for you. Uh, he makes it very simple. Um, but without saying dumb things to you, I can't, I cannot stand the chefs on the Food Network who just placate to people who only go to fast food restaurants. I hate it. Hate it. Um, I'm sorry. I don't like Rachel Wright either. She makes, she has some really great recipes and I love her kitchen on television, but I swear if I hear E-V-O-O -O, one more time, I'm going to scream. Um, I'm not, I'm not for, just say extra virgin olive oil. It's very easy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's, that's gluten free. That's, you know, that's what I'm doing. Um, but you know, I don't know how to make a whole lot of stuff. I mean, it's very easy to just make rice and make chicken and, and have uh, some vegetables. Uh, but that's a little boring. So, um, the things I really, really want to learn, and I want to learn them as soon as humanly possible, is I want to make mac and cheese. And I don't want to make mac and cheese that tastes like, it's, like, I hate those Easy Macs. Those were horrible when I did eat gluten. But I don't want them to taste like that. I want it to taste like good, cheesy, cheap mac and cheese. Um, and so that's a little difficult with um, gluten-free noodles, because they act a little different. I'm still good with the actual different, but I also want to make soups. Um, since I am moving to a colder climate, warm food is the best thing that could ever happen. And I like soup a lot. Soup is awesome. Uh, so I need to learn how to do a few more of those. And so that involves me looking at recipes um, online. There's a lot of blogs that I read, um, both gluten-free and non. Um, and, you know, some of them 
and a lot of them have recipes, but they're just not quite what I want. So I, it's really my has to be my decision to go through a trial and error process, which is also what I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm home a lot more right now, so I've got the time. So I've got the time to learn how to cook these things. I've got the time to go walk to the 7-Eleven and back, which is like a two-mile walk. And now I've got the time to knit, you know, six rows on this or that. Um, I really do. And I, I would have to say that my, my overall New Year's resolution for this year would have to be balance. I want to find that balance. The balance between having the time to knit and then having time to read a book and then having the time to go work out. And it's not that I don't have the time, it's that I don't make it and I don't split it up and I don't set limits or I don't, I just don't push myself to do those things. Um, and you know, sometimes, you know, I'll just be sitting there knitting along and I'll, it'll be like, well, you know, I, you know, I should go, I should go work out. And it's just like, nope, I don't want to. The other problem, I spend too much time on my computer, on Ravelry, on my cooking blogs, on the designer blogs I like to read. And, you know, I've, I've really got to set some limits and find that balance so that I can do all the things that I want to do and enjoy them. Because I think that is the worst part is if you're doing everything you want to do but you're not enjoying any of them because you're trying to do everything you want to do um so i need to i need to find balance i think that above all above all else if i fail at everything else if i'm able to find some sort of balance between all these different things then i will have been successful this year and so that's gonna be it for d is for diana for this week i hope to i plan to podcast next week. Um, let me know your thoughts. Uh, you can email me at diazfordianatalk at yahoo.com. That'll be on the show notes as well. And uh, I hope you guys have a great week and good luck with your New Year's resolutions. Please let me know what yours are. Um, have a safe New Year's and I hope everyone a happy New Year.